0: Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Will you stand to your feet as we begin to read the portion of the scripture? We like to stand in honor of God's word. It's a good, healthy thing for us to do to honor His Word. How many of you love the Word of God? Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. So I mentioned Genesis 1 and 26. Now we're going to read it, and I'm going to just give you some highlights and help you understand and walk away with some insight. Uh, Today, as always, I really do believe that you're going to receive insight, understanding to apply in your life. Every time you come to church, you should always, always be equipped. There's a difference between being inspired and being equipped. Anybody can inspire you by what they do, what they say, what they tell you, but it takes somebody to teach you, give you understanding so you can apply that knowledge so you can be be built up. That's what church is supposed to be, equipping, equipping. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Recognize he said here, he didn't give us dominion over the sea. He gave us dominion over the fish that were in the sea. For every level and every sphere and every, every area of the kingdoms of the earth, God gave us dominion over those representatives that were in those kingdoms. The water, it be the fish. Over the birds of the air. Over the cattle. And over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, So God created man in his own image, and the, in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. Then he goes through it again, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And then God said, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. Also, every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air. And he goes through it again in the sequence. But listen to what he says. And everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life. Life. Anytime you see the word life, it pertains to the spirit of God. or spirit matters. And I'll show you in just a moment. Because life comes from God. And then he says, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. And then God saw everything that he made. And indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Born to dominate It's a restoration of what we lost through Adam. What I'm fixing to talk about is how God restores our DNA back to our original purpose and how you can walk and see every area around you under his authority and control. If your life is chaotic, if you don't feel fulfilled, if you're walking in frustration because you're not getting results, if you feel like I'm not in God's will or I don't know if I'm in God's will or I'm in God's will but I'm, how do I get results in God's will, I'm going to show you how to dominate today by God's word. How many of you believe that God's, God's grace, God's mercy, God's love, God's power, God's authority has been given to us in this earth right now? Come on, is there anybody that believes in the power of the blood of Jesus and the power of his presence and his spirit? Somebody just give him a little ovation right now and tell him, Lord, bless this moment. Bless this moment. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I sanctify this moment. No distractions, no thoughts that are opposite of your will right now. My heart belongs to you. Sow the seed, God, and let it produce. In Jesus' name, everybody say Amen, Amen, Amen. You can be seated. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for worshiping. There is a um, there's a question a lot of people ask. I've heard some ask me about this as well, and. The question is, if there's a God, why do all these bad things happen? If God is real, then why do people who are good experience bad things? And, and that's a good question, but the answer can only be given by the Bible and the Word of God. The answer can only be given by the Word of God. What we have to recognize is, is that what happened after the fall of Adam detached us from the authority and the favor and the influence of God to dominate, to reign in this earth the way he desired. The way he desired. I'm going to show you something. Let's just begin by giving you a diagram and show you what it looked like when God created all things. God took nothing and placed order. None of this that you see here, this is, bear with me, this is just the way my mind thinks, but nothing that you see here from the land, the sea, and the sky was in order. It was completely void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, but God who's connected to everything in this world, began to establish by his word, and he created. And we go through the six days of creation, the seventh day where God rested from his works. But connected to every one of these, let's just say, three kingdoms, three areas of domain, they were animals that represented and lived in those domains. And I want you to recognize that when God spoke to Adam, He created Adam, and Adam was in the very center with God. Adam was in the very center with God. That everything that connected to those kingdoms, when they looked at Adam, they looked at and they saw God's presence. They heard God's authority, God's word. Adam could not reign or have dominion in this earth without God's help. So the connection to those kingdoms are the very creations of the animals and the birds and the fish and everything that lived in that domain god gave authority over that domain by giving authority over them the only thing that god didn't give authority over or give him the right to dominate was other humanity as far as we're not called to control dominate people we are called to love people build relationships uh, we have power of influence. And so this is the difference. But, but when, when Adam stepped out from God's will and God's purpose, th- this next slide is what it looked like. Now, where God was in the center, now Adam became the center. And this is where things became chaotic. Sin calls God. Out of the equation to a certain extent. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything you see, God created. And God has established by his word and his command. At the word of God, I believe, and every believer should believe, that the reason why there is still harmony in God's creation, because it all hangs on the word, let there be, and there was. God created those things. God commanded And that's where they're at. But when it comes to what Adam had with God, Adam still, again, Adam still had been given the right to have dominion. Adam still was commanded, be fruitful, multiply. But he didn't have God's help because of one small three little word called sin. And that sin separated Adam from God. So now Adam's in the middle of all this, and now Adam, because of what he did, now we're dealing with a lot of issues and problems in the world. Darkness came in. How this happened, if you look at this, I didn't want to give him too much credit. But in the middle with Adam, what he had to deal with now was spiritual darkness. He was robbed of his authority. He was robbed of his purity. And now Adam had to survive by the shedding of blood and by the mercy of God and the forgiveness of God, but he did not have what he had in the beginning. He lost it. He lost the power. He lost that wisdom that he had, the insight, the the, the innocence, the innocence that they had, the purity, the righteousness, the ability to have dominion, to dominate. He lost it. But he still had the privilege without the power. Walking with a command without power is religious. We become very religious when we try to expedite God's plan without his spirit. And try to control things when God's not in control. So when people say God's in control and they say it nonchalantly without a prayer life, God is not in control. Did I say that too fast? If you are used to saying God is in control but not spent one minute in prayer so God can have control through you in your life, you're violating a principle that Jesus came to establish for God to be in the earth. Many times the apostle Paul said, the God of this world comes. He has, and Jesus said, Satan hath nothing in me. And, and it, it identifies the devil as the God of this world. Why do you think Satan himself took Jesus to a high mountain, showed him everything out there, the riches and the gold, and he said, if you'll just worship me, I'll give you these things. He wasn't at that point. He was deceiving him, and he wasn't going to fulfill his promise. I believe Believe me, he never does. He's a liar, but he did have the right to give it because it was his, only because of what happened here. The authority that Adam had was robbed and Satan took it, making him the highest authority in the earth spiritually. Now you look at Israel and you can find the biggest battles. The biggest battle was idol worship, worshiping of false gods, demonic spirits, embodying statues, false gods. We look at it all in the scripture, and it was the devil's way of causing them to disobey God because it was one thing that got them out of the garden and caused them to lose out. That was one command. I mean, they only had one job, don't eat from that tree. I mean, right? How sad is that? I mean, you got everything, but the only thing you got to do, don't eat from that tree. But they did it. But when Jesus came back, he came to reverse it. Reconcile humanity back to God and made a way for us. If you want to know why things are the way they are in this world, you cannot blame God. God has done everything, and he sent his only son. How much more does he need to do by sending his only son Essentially coming as himself in bodily form in this world. Offering himself as the ultimate sacrifice to give us access back to him. So he can come into our world to help us dominate and undo the works of darkness. There is no reason why we can't see God move. And see the hand of God In your family, in your career, whatever purpose you know, you know, and deep in your soul you have a purpose because everybody has a purpose. You know that God has a plan for your life. If you don't know, I want to tell you, God has a plan for your life. And it goes beyond. It goes beyond an 8-hour day, 10-hour day, or 12-hour day shift work. It It goes beyond that. There's a higher purpose and a higher calling. It isn't God's will for you to go through life and to be dominated by ungodly influences or addictions or hatred or drama or constant battles or a lack of uh, uh, of production which brings you to frustration. So many people in the world clock in, clock out, Go home, eat, repeat, sleep, and repeat. And that's all their life is comprised of. When God called you to wake up every day looking forward to his hand, moving in your life, waiting for you to worship, waiting for you to come to him so he can release some things in your life, and you can face your day in dominance to deal with everything and alter the environments that you're dealing with in your life. This was the very DNA that was inside of Adam. Adam's DNA was one of dominance. That was God empowering him. You see, the covenant God made with Adam is what opened the door for that type of anointing. And you are recognized by your anointing. People will know you by the gift of God, by the flow of his presence in your life. The way the disciples knew that Jesus was the Messiah was by his anointing. The way they knew that John the Baptist was that a prophet called by God was because his anointing of Elisha. Everybody in the Bible was identified with the anointing and how God worked in their life. The DNA of Adam was dominance because that was his calling to fulfill the earth. And the DNA, everyone has a different DNA. You can now spit into a container, send it to a company, they got your DNA. They can tell you whether or not you were born on this side of the border or the other side of the border. To all my Latino friends out there, your DNA exists in your hair follicles, in your blood, in your bones, in your saliva, in your skin, in your sweat. It's there. It's all over your genetic makeup. They say that your DNA is like another fingerprint. They say it's, it, it, it separates you from everyone else. There are cells in your body, and there are things in your life that make you distinctively different and can tell us why you do what you do. Many chromosomes. I don't want to get so far into it, but you also have a spiritual DNA as well, a fingerprint. A fingerprint. Not everybody has the same giftings. Not everybody has the same abilities. But if we're one in Christ Jesus and we all share his fingerprint of DNA in our life, we all have access to the Father. Point number one, I want to give you this. Jesus has given us back our original DNA. The one thing and the way he did it was by his blood I've, we've taught you this here in this church but I'm just going to give you a review for those of you who know this you should get excited if you don't respond that means we have to teach it again but here's what I am going to tell you if you want to know where you got your blood from if you're a child of God it's the same place Jesus got his blood from That's right, baby. Somebody's with me. The same place. Jesus, overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. In the womb of Mary, a virgin. The virgin conceived. Nine months later. Comes out. They give him the name. His name shall be called Jesus. All right. Or Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. But you see, when you were born, again, you were born in the womb of the church, the virgin. Only virgin in the earth right now. I'm just telling you, outside of those that have kept themselves, in the eyes of God are those that are covered by the blood. Wow. And the church is the bride of Christ. And by the way, I'm going to mess with your eschatology and theology. The marriage has already happened, and the honeymoon is on right now. Because Jesus is intimate with the bride and through the Spirit. See, that's what worship is. Worship is intimacy with the Spirit of God. And guess where people give their lives to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me? In the womb of the church. How do they get forgiven? How do they get washed? By the blood that came from heaven, the same way that Jesus got his blood, is the same way that you get yours. It's the spirit. And you are born and you are given the spirit of Christ in your life through the blood of the Lamb. And guess what's intermingled within your body now? A new DNA. A new DNA. So this is why when God looks at you and you think, I've messed up, I've gone too far, I don't know how God can forgive me. Guess what he looks at when you say, Lord, forgive me. He sees the blood of his son, the DNA. The DNA, the original state, the original state of what God intended. I want to read you something. 1 Corinthians 15 and 22, just so you'll have it. Write it down. 1 Corinthians 15 and 22. For as in Adam all die. In Adam, the first Adam. All have died because of sin. Even so in Christ Christ. The second Adam, in Adam, all shall be made what? Alive. How? Through the blood, through the spirit. 1 Corinthians 15 and 45. And he continues and he says this And so it is written, the first Adam, man Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, who's the last Adam? Jesus. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Did you catch that? When you have received the spirit of God, you have received the second Adam in your life. And God, which tells me, which should tell you, God is fixing to give you back dominion. You see, God is restoring back to what Adam messed up on. Adam messed up, but God is restoring through the second birth. And he says it right here. However, verse 46 the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then after the spiritual. The first man was of the earth made of dust. The second man, Jesus, is the Lord. From heaven. As was the man of the dust, so also are those who are made of the dust. As is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. As we are have born, as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Now, let me show you what Jesus did. Look at this slide right here. This is what Jesus did. Jesus comes in, replaces Adam's mistake, and when Jesus came in the world, he went through the death, burial, and resurrection and sent his spirit back in the earth, in which we call the kingdom of God, through the form of the Holy Spirit. And gave us back dominion over every kingdom of the earth through the Holy Ghost. Study the diagram real quickly. The kingdom of God came back in. Why is the spirit of God? It's synonymous. I've said this time and time, but i got to repeat it so we can get it. Because you have to know it in your conscience. When you say kingdom of God, it's the same thing as saying Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, Spirit of Christ. Jesus Christ, because God's spirit is tangible, but it is everywhere. So water, water doesn't change except it changes the state. This can become ice. This can become steam. This is still water. God is everywhere. And when God decided to work into our lives and come into our lives, he came in the form of the Holy Spirit. And when God decided to save the world, he put himself in the body of a man. And when God decided that he wanted to pour his spirit out, he took that man, raised him back up from the dead, sent him back up into heaven with the blood, and then sent the spirit that was in him Back into us. And now God said, now what he did in the world, I'm going to send many, many other children like him, like him back into the world. Jesus was the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Now I'm giving them back dominion. But here's the biggest thing. Now we can understand that. How many of you understand this right now? You got what I just said. Now here's the next part of the understanding. The image, point number two, the image of the second Adam is life. In order to get back into that place, or let me say it like this. In order to have that anointing. What is the anointing? The anointing is your identity. It is your identity. This is why Jesus was called Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Jesus the Messiah, the anointed one. You're identified by your anointing. What are you anointed to do? David was identified as a warring king because he had the anointing of a warrior and a king. Noah as a builder because he was anointed to build the ark. Christ, the Messiah, because he came in the fullness of the Godhead dwelt within him bodily. And there was no reservation. God had given him the spirit without measure. Everything. Because he was God in flesh. And we called him the Son of God in bodily form. But he was still God. He was still God. Now watch this. I read an article. I want to teach you something. I want to show you something. It was a simple article from a place called Good, The Good Kitchen. And it said something like this. It said that everything that we eat cannot alter our DNA, but everything we eat can restrict it. So your DNA... Well, what do you think right now? What is hell trying to do right now in the world, the culture? He's trying to alter people's original DNA. Anything or anyone that tries to alter your original image that God gave you is of the devil. Just want to help you out a little bit. I don't care what color you paint your hair. How many rings you get. I don't care how high your voice gets. Is this clear enough? You're a child of God made in his image. And how God made you is who you are. But there's something blocking that. And it's called sin. And you can get delivered from that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God breathed into Adam, and Adam became a living soul and gave him his authority. When God breathed into Adam, Genesis chapter 2. I'm going to get to the article, but let me read this first. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the what? The breath of life. That was his spirit. Anytime you see the word life, it is actually referring to the spirit. Spirit And man became a what? A living being then. Without the spirit of God, there is no life. There is no life. This is why Adam had the ability to function. And God did not give him a, a responsibility without supplying him with the ability. God will never give you a responsibility without giving you the ability. The anointing. Whatever you are called to do, when you find your purpose and you begin to seek it out and follow and do God's will, God will give you an anointing or an ability to carry out your responsibility. Adam knew it. He was called to have dominion. He was called to organize and structure the kingdom of the earth, but he was there to establish God's kingdom. I always thought in my mind that Adam was the first king, but now that I look at it, I believe Adam was the first judge. Because kings did not come into place until Israel wanted to be like the heathen nations and make kings for themselves. But prior to that, God was already their king. So God was king in the beginning and he called Adam to rule and to judge over everything that was there. But the ability to do that was altered and restricted by sin. Because he did what? He ate From the tree, the one that God, was there anything special about that tree? The only thing special that I know of about that tree is the fact that God said, don't eat from it. But here's something interesting. There's a study that's gone out about food that we consume. And the article was written, it said this, put simply, what you eat won't change the sequence of your dna but your diet has profound effects it has a profound effect on how you express the possibilities encoded in your dna it restricts and can restrict or express the possibilities of everything encoded by god in your actual dna The foods you consume can turn on or off certain genetic markers which play a major role in life and even death. And your health is the outcome. Did you catch what I just said? That's for the physical. Here's for the spiritual. Isn't it amazing that Adam ate from the tree To get out of the garden, but Jesus became the tree of life to get us back into that state. And you and I are so fixated on gifts and everything else. When God said, I've given you every herb for food, when God has given us the fruits of the Spirit to consume, now I understand why. Because the more of the love of God that we get, the more of the joy of the Lord that we have. The more of the patience, the more of the perseverance, the more of the gentleness, the more of the kindness, the more of the temperance, the more of his fruit, of his nature, which is his character, the more of the DNA we're able to release. In other words, the anointing flows through the nature of God because God can't trust you if you don't have love. And if you want more anointing, and more ability to function in this world to have dominance, God has to trust you. And the only way He can trust you is by you having His Spirit. And the only way you can really effectively do it is by the love of God. Let me explain it to you. Are you ready? I know it sounds like there are two different sermons here, but they're going to tie in together. See, the Apostle Paul said, "Let me." They wanted to function in the gifts. The 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 Corinthian church. They wanted to function in the gifts. So the, the apostle Paul says, Let me show you a more excellent way. Then he gives into the love chapter. Talks about love. Love believes all things. You've you've heard it at weddings. Love believes all things, hopes in all things. Doesn't boast, it's not selfish. That state of mind that we have can only be given by the very source itself. And God is love. So when you partake of the fruit of the spirit. See, we, we have the mindset, oh, we only, we're only supposed to have fruit of the spirit so we can learn how to treat people. No, 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 no. You need to consume the fruits of the spirit to release your DNA. The power of God and the nature of God that He put inside you through His Spirit is released by the power of love. Yeah. By the power of under Jesus, the most powerful moment in His life wasn't when He was walking in the seashore of the Gaderines. He-, he was a- of Galilee and the Gaderines. He wasn't there and showing the ultimate power that He had. His greatest moment power being released and he's when he said father forgive them of their sins love at the ultimate level no greater love had no man than this that he may give his life for his and after he gave up his life through love the earth quaked the earth began to shake the temple was rent into two. And he fulfilled his purpose. If you want to know why the earth began to quake, because in that moment and the earth began to shake, that was the rocks crying out because nobody acknowledged his kingship and gave the praise in that moment. And he said, If you don't worship me, the rocks are going to cry out. What do you think earthquakes are? The way for you and I to have spiritual domination is to have life. And the only way you can have life is to have the proper daily diet of his spirit and his word. Eating from the tree of life. Drinking from the rivers of living water. It releases the full potential Of your identity and your DNA. And you're conformed to the image of your of God's Son. Watch this. John 15. Here's the last scripture I'm going to give you. John 15 and 5. I am the vine. I feel the Holy Ghost. I am the vine. And my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire. And it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified. That you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. In other words... This requires discipline. If you can discipline yourself to stay connected to God, to get a real relationship with God, get rid of religion, the hypocrisy, the I look good at church, everyone thinks it's well with my soul. But if you'll come to church, if you're struggling And align things up with God. Let him restore you. Then you can go back home and walk this thing out. You come to church to learn how to have church at home. This is a temporary fix. God can't change you just on Wednesdays or Sundays or just Sundays alone. God changes you on a daily basis by what you consume. And that's what we call abiding in the vine. But if you'll abide in him day and night and you'll be consistent with him day and night, there isn't a problem you face that God can't fix. There isn't a devil that you look at that God can't help you dominate. And by the way, we're not here in this world to negotiate with devils. We are here to dominate and cut them off at the head and kick their teeth in and get them out of our lives and our family and our careers and our finance and our business. You were meant to dominate. And what the devil meant for evil God means for good because now you've got a second Adam inside of you and God is going to raise you up and God is going to fill you up and God is going to prove himself and all the glory and all the credit belongs to God. Come on Haley. That's why we come to church we don't come to church without worship. We don't come to church without prayer. We don't come to church without expectation. But I promise you, if you'll walk this walk and be consistent and abide in the vine, that your daily spiritual consumption of the fruit of the vine is going to be the thing that alters your nature and releases the nature of God, that when you begin to go places, God goes with you. When you step into a problem, God steps into your problem when you step into your promise god will help you dominate and remove everything that restricts and hinders and stops the flow of favor in your life because the lord has come to restore us back to our dominion i'm telling you there is an anointing in this moment right now revelation is being dispersed right now will you stand to your feet We were born, listen to this, we were born into a sinful world, but reborn into a life-giving kingdom. You were born to dominate. Where are you at right now in your life and what do you want God to do? He will never be in control unless you fully allow Him to have control of your life. He wants to alter your nature and alter your DNA to release it. He's the only one that can do it without harm, without actually harming you, hurting you, manipulation in every way. It's a, it's a miracle. This is the miracle that God put something inside of you to keep you free from sin and addiction. God put someone, someone, someone inside of you that will give you his thoughts, his desires his wisdom his counsel his knowledge you see what's in your DNA what's what's in your DNA what's in your molecular structure it, it is God's fruit all the fruits of the spirit it is all the gifts of the spirit it is the seven spirits of God God has given you wisdom God has given you counsel it's inside of you God has given you knowledge God has given you discernment God has given you power the fear of the Lord is inside of you and the more you you seek Him, the more you become like Him. And the more you become like Him, the more you you start to see Him. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit riversidechurchtx.com.